0: So we're holding by Shmuel Beys, Paracute Beys, whereby Passocket Aleph, the learning tonight, Shbiya Shkosi, Lenish, Masabichia, Mechab, and Asher, and Yechaskel Shrakabna from Yehuda, as well as Shkos for Fu from Moshe and Miriam. So we learned previously that Amnon is trying to find an opportunity to. Uh, uh, take advantage of his sister Tamar. He makes believe he's sick. He has David instruct Tamar to go and cook him food. And when Tamar prepares the food, he sends everyone out so that he can be alone with Tamar. So in Pasuk Yud, Tamar brings the food to Amnon in his inner bedroom. They are completely alone. The entire apartment is empty. So she comes close to serve him, he requested that she specifically feed him with her own hands, so she approaches the bed, he grabs a hold of her, and he says to her, come lie with me, my sister. He tries to tell her that he wants to uh, be intimate with her. Now let's stop for a minute and understand how Amnon was able to commit this terrible act, and not only to someone else, but to his sister. So, Amnon was David's oldest son, and the the Dasayfim says that he was not a Russia. he was not a low person, he was a man of considerable stature, and under normal circumstances, he would have had the self-control to refrain from committing this avirah. And Hashem, not only that, but Hashem would have protected him, just like Hashem protects Sadiqim. However, since, or rather once, David sinned with Bathsheba, there was a ruach ra in the house, and this ra'ch ra' caused that the entire family lacked Siata d'shmeiya from Hashem in fighting their yitzhara, and without the siata Dishmaya, Amnon was not able to withstand the loss that he had, the the um, infatuation he had with Tamar, and because of that, says the Da'as he eventually commits the act. Now the Rina's Yitzchak says that really Amnon his intent all along was to marry Tamar he suspected that David wouldn't allow it because he's the son of a king and she's a convert. And we talked about the fact that he didn't believe that David would allow him to marry her, so his plan was to create a situation where he would be forced to marry Tamar, and he said if he was with her, and now she's no longer a Basulah, so David will have no choice but to let Amnon marry her. However, as we'll see in a few besoukim, once Amnon commits the act, he's so disgusted by it, he's disgusted by his own behavior, and she just reminds him of his failure, that he he, he develops a intense hatred for her and throws her out of the house, and so his whole plan of... Staying with her and marrying her, even when she's begging him to please keep her and marry her, he refuses. So says the Rina Yitzhak, that was his plan, but ultimately he changed his mind. The Me'am Loi says that it's possible that really Am intended to eat what Tamar prepared for him. And really he didn't intend to assault uh, Tamar, but once the Yitzhahara gets involved, so the Yitzhahara convinced that, the uh, Yitzhahara assisted Amnon tearing down one boundary after another, first getting into bed, having Tamar feed him, sending everyone out, and then she approaches in the bedroom. All these boundaries are broken down little by little until it gets to a point where the Yitzhar just pushes a person directly into the Avera, which is what happened in this case. So Pasuk Yidbez, after he grabs her and begs for her to, to live with him, to be intimate with him, so Tamer loy. so she says to him, Allah, no, my brother, don't assault me, don't violate me. This is not a thing that is done in Kalah Yisrael. Please don't commit this abominable act, this despicable act of violating me. So she pleads with him, even though his passion is worked up and his yitzhar has got a hold of him, she pleads with him to stop and think about what he's doing and that there's no going back from this, this is not an appropriate thing, and to use his Seichol and to please reconsider of what he is trying to do to calm down his passions for a minute and think about what he's doing. So Mitzudas explains the words that she uses, al achi as she's begging him, don't do this, I'm your brother. Meaning, how could you do this to a sister? Whether you're capable of doing this to someone else is one question, but even if you're capable of doing this, how could you do this to my sister, Ata-Ochi? In other words, al achi. don't do this, a brother doesn't do this to their sister. Now, he also begs her, he says, This is not an appropriate act that's done in Klai Yisrael. We talked about the fact that the reason she was Mutter to Amnoin, which we'll see in the next Pasuk, is because she was born as a a Ger, she was a Giyairas. So, really, she at what point was born as an Achrist, but she converted, or her mother converted. So she begs, I'm going not to treat her like a nachris. don't do something to me that is done amongst the Gayim, where they act this way amongst their women, but rather I'm now part of Klai Yisrael. and in Klai Yisrael, we don't do these things, we don't take a woman and violate her against her will. So despite the fact that I was born as a nachris, but lo right now I'm considered part of Klai Yisrael. don't treat me like a nachris. treat me like a woman from Klai Yisrael. So Pasakit Gibbel, she continues pleading, Where could I go with my shame once you did this? And you, you would be considered like a despicable person in Klai Yisrael. You would lose all your respect. And now, if you really want me, go and speak to the king. He won't hold me back from you in marriage. In other words, we're mutter halachically, according to the, all the various pshatim that we learned. So we're mutter. So, just if you really want to be with me, let's do it in a mutter fashion. I'm not against it. Go to the king, request my hand in marriage, and he will not hold me back from, being, from, from giving me to you in marriage. So, the mom explains that she's using three arguments to try to talk Amnon down from doing this, mice. Number one, she says, This is not an appropriate act to do in Klai Yisrael. She's saying that this is not; it's a despicable act. The act itself is despicable, and she is um, alluding. She's using similar language to what the Shvatim used back when Dina was violated by by Shem Ben Chamor over there. The Shvatim said to Yaakov, "Kinevola lishka bespas Yaakov v'chein that they perpetrated on a vole in Yisrael, and it's not appropriate. So she tries to evoke similar language to try to tell. I'm knowing that you're going to be looked at that it's an act similar to what to what uh, to what Shem committed with Dina. It's not an appropriate thing in Klai Yisrael. second of all, she said that it's um it's going to ruin my reputation if you really care about me, then you wouldn't do this to me you wouldn't do something that's going to shame me and it's going to stigmatize me for the rest of my life. And third, it is that you are going to be disgraced. So even if you don't care about the act and you don't care about me, but care about yourself, you yourself are going to be a disgraced person. Everyone's going to look at you as you are the person that committed this terrible act. Now, as I said, most of the Mepharshim learned from her plea at the end, that go beg the king and he won't hold me back from you, that proves that halachically she was mutter to Amnoim. But the Arab actually learns that they were halakhically brother and sister, and the king would never have allowed uh, uh, Amnon to live with Tamar, but she was just grasping at straws. She wanted to avoid a disaster here of being violated, and so she tried to give Amnon some false hope that the king would permit uh, them to be married, but ultimately her plea was in vain.